Hello, friends. Uh, you are listening to the podcast Same Team, y'all. My name is Leaf. And my name is Tess. And we've been gone for a good amount of time. I think the last time we recorded was 2020. Whoa. I think it was. Whoa. We took a hiatus to mm-hmm. focus on our spinoff podcast, Same Peaks, y'all where we watch the classic television show Twin Peaks and discuss the episodes. And we finished. We did it. It's done. We watched all the peaks. We watched all of Twin Peaks and we discussed it all. And you can go listen to that if you should feel so inclined. Um, We did. I think we got a fan, though, Leaf, from our same Peaks, y'all, adventure. I just wanted to read a... I mean, that's the dream, right? You and I, we both hate Twin Peaks, but we started that podcast with the with the hope that we would get some Twin Peaks fans over because we Googled what's the biggest franchise in the world and we came up with Twin Peaks and we, we decided. Got, we got a, a new Twitter follower. His name is Dr. Hate, PhD. Oh, Dr. Do- Oh, PH. So he went to the doctor, hate the medical school of hatred. Oh, good for him. <laughs> no, or her. A, I don't know. A, a doctor of philosophy, uh, philosophical hate, I think. I don't know if he's a medical hate doctor. Oh, oh of course. Dr. Hate, let us know. Um, Dr. Hate says, your podcast brings a rare smile to my face. Although your mission is doomed, I'm sorry. <laughs> You've made this old creature of bugs and bones grin for the first time in a thousand years <laughs> thank, um, you. thank you thank you, thank you uh, dr hate dr hate you, you are a poetic man what, maybe what, he's a hmm? what is our mission leaf that's a perfect segue yeah so our mission is um if we choose to accept it and we have again because we've started the podcast is uh we're hoping to uh spread a little bit of um not we will spread a little bit of a perspective around this world and and hopefully just to to share a little bit of uh stuff that we love and so in this podcast we always talk about stuff we love because it's easier to talk about stuff that you hate than the stuff that you love uh we also always issue a cake challenge where uh either tess or myself will challenge the other one to uh uh watch a something or read a something and if you want, you can do it too. Think of it kind of like a book club, but not just books. And then we share life lessons that we've learned along the way. We do this so we can hopefully make your day a little bit better. And if we do, as a side bonus, but not the main mission, usher in a second age of goodwill among all humans by reminding them that we're all on the same team, that'd be great. But we mostly do it just to make your day a little bit better. Who's gonna, um, oh, wait. We, we start the podcast with an inspirational quote and leaf i believe you have chosen this episode's quote <laughs> I, ha- I chose this episode's quote and i had it bookmarked here and then my bookmark fell out so give me a second oh no well, while you're while you're looking for that yeah. i i do want to say something about bookmarks i recently started watching star trek the next generation uh, for the with- first time for the first time, I've, oh. I've been like aware that, of course, I'm aware that Star Trek exists and that Star Trek TNG exists, but I've never like made an effort to like sit and watch the episodes and I've been really, really enjoying it. But I will say a pet peeve of mine is often Captain Picard will be in his like ready room reading a book and someone will interrupt him. Let's say it's uh, ship's counselor Deanna Troy comes in to speak to him. It's probably and, Riker. He's usually yeah, interrupting it's, him. It's usually Riker. So Riker comes in to talk to him, and Picard will just close the book. He doesn't put a bookmark in to save his place. Who is this man? How does he know where he left off in the book? It's a mystery. Um, <laughs> it's maybe he has it memorized. I mean, maybe, but who does that? <laughs> I mean, it is in the future. They've evolved past the need of bookmarks. I, for the life of me, give me one, give me one second. I'm looking at my table. I'm looking at the table of contents to this book. And for the life of me, I cannot even recall what this quote is about. I don't oh, know no. why 
I don't know why it, I'm blanking on. We're we're off to a really good start, guys. <laughs> you know what? We should take. I should take this moment to say that uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, welcome. Uh, we love you very much. I can't do two things at once. Talk about Picard some more for me, please. Sure, I'm gonna take my well, headphones off so I can't hear yeah, you, you, so I can find it. Attention to me now. I'm just talking to the audience. Um, well, I would love for y'all to email me your thoughts about anything, really. Uh, Star Trek TNG, maybe you want to tell us some stuff you love. Maybe you've learned a life lesson. You can email us at sameteamyall at gmail.com. Go ahead and drop us a line. Let us know how you've been for the past couple of years uh, while we were on a hiatus. Hey, I'm, I'm good now. Okay. Well, you, you, can keep talking if, you can keep talking if you like. I was going to say, you can also tweet at us. I know that Twitter is a controversial platform these days, but we're still there. And basically all we do is share memes about uh, being fat and um, <laughs> fat and happy. Yeah. Being fat and there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, uh, self-care, um, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things. So feel free to, to uh, tweet at us at same team y'all or, or follow us on Twitter. I realized why I couldn't remember the quote because I was going to use a quote from this book over here. Uh-huh. And then I realized that Freya says something profound when we're at the playground. And I was oh. like, I'm going to use this moment to do a quote from my daughter, uh, nice Freya. inspirational quote from Leif's daughter, Freya. Okay, so this is what Freya told me um, or she, what she was saying to me uh, when she sees a different family at the playground. So they approach and Freya says, <clears throat> look at the baby. He's so cute. He is the same color skin as his mom. The whole family has the same skin, different shirts and shorts, but the same skin color. Like we have the same color skin and hair. All families are different. They look different and it's fine. No one should laugh or be mean. It's no one's business. No one's job to judge. All families look different and it's fine. It's fine. Wow. Freya is no. profound. <laughs> she is. I picked it. I mean, it. it is kind of centered on the idea of race, but also just the idea of maybe we don't need to judge anyone. I like what she said. It's no one's job to judge. <laughs> like it's not, it's not your job to judge. She says it's no one's business. What'd she say? She said, uh, yeah, it's no one's job to judge. No one should laugh or be mean. It's no one's business. <laughs> All I families look different. It's fine. It's fine. You no, know, And that's really a testament to you and Amanda's parenting too, because a lot of times children Freya's age will pick up things that they hear like at home on whatever TV programs they're allowed to watch, uh, maybe at school. Um, but a lot of times they pick stuff up from their family members. And um, sometimes it's not as sweet and profound as that. So <laughs> yeah. well, she did to you. Sir. Thank you. Well, she had a moment where she was looking and I think a not to be like another parent, but someone could have easily been like, don't, don't say anything about their skin. Right. You know, like, you know, cause she's like, Oh, look at their skin. They're black. And she'd be like, look at my skin. And she's like, we have the same skin. And she'd be like, me and mommy have the same hair, you know? And then she said, you and I have the same arm hair. <laughs> when I was little, I um, was very confused by different skin tones. Mm. Um, and I referred to the different skin tones as ice cream flavors because that's like the best okay. way and so I'd say to my mom oh look at the chocolate man jogging in our neighborhood we're vanilla and he's chocolate yeah I mean if you don't have any like uh like frame of yeah, reference yeah. right I had no idea I well, I thought he looked delicious you know yeah. I don't know and then I also thought any man in a military uniform was my dad for a long time because my dad wore like army fatigues that he would come home every day in these fatigues and so I just thought like any man wearing camouflage was my dad and I do remember one time we were we were at we were at a store and there was a chocolate man and just for people who don't watch us on YouTube by the way we post this mm. podcast on YouTube if you'd like to watch us so if you're just listening on audio we're I both am of the we're of the vanilla, the um, vanilla variety. Vanilla race. Um, I would I say you're vanilla, but you've got like a long bits of uh, chocolate taffy. I have chocolate hair, yeah. Chocolate hair, yeah. and I'm just one scoop of vanilla, just one solid <laughs> scoop. With some little chocolate sprinkles, right? Right. Yeah, I, I do have a little bit of sprinkles on the bottom <laughs> half of the scoop, and and now you know what we look like. Yeah. 
know exactly what we look like. Mm. You could do a police sketch right now. Um, but one time I saw I saw a chocolate man and I started to call him daddy because he was wearing camouflage and my mom was super embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, just because this man was like, I am not your dad. I know I am not your daddy. <laughs> when he said, I'm not your dad, did he give your mom a wink? Like, wink? <laughs> Of course, I'm not your dad. Wink. <laughs> okay. Um, Tess, I've been waiting a long time to hit this button. This is the stuff that we love. We love! This is the stuff that we love. We love it so much. This is the stuff that we love so much. Yeah. Excellent. Oh man, it's good to it's, hear that music. It's again. good to love. I mean, <laughs> in theory, we've been doing stuff we love for a whole year. It's just only been Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going back to that. Every episode well. of Twin Peaks is extensively, or St. Peaks Shaw is uh, extensively just a uh, extended stuff we love. Uh, would is. you like to go first? Should I go first? Mm. Who should go first? I can go first. Um, so because we haven't recorded an episode in like two years, um, there's been a lot of stuff to love. And um, I, I was like, what do I talk about from this entire hiatus? What, what really do I want to talk about? And I've decided that I would like to talk about two TV shows and two books, but I'll make it really quick. I'll go really quick. I know. Right. If anyone is watching us on YouTube, you could just look up YouTube, same team, y'all, Y apostrophe A-L-O. I am leaning forward. The sacred bonds of same team, y'all, stuff we love is are being bent, but um, it has been a long time. I'll allow it. Okay. All right. Which would you like to hear about first? Some books that I really loved or some TV shows that I really loved? Let's do books first. Okay. All right. So the first book. Is two called, of them no more than that that's it just two <laughs> don't even First think about it is called psalm for the wild built and it's by becky chambers and it is about a monk it takes place in a like a futuristic world and in this world um there are uh there is such a thing as a tea service monk and I, I feel like you would really like, like this job leaf. The job of the tea service monk is to go out in their little cart. They have like a little cart that they ride around and then they park it somewhere and they, people come to them who are in need of comfort of some sort, maybe some advice, or maybe just a shoulder to cry on, or maybe just someone to listen to them. So they come to the cart. And the main character, the monk, his name, or their name is Sibling Dex, and they make tea and provide whatever you need. Do you need some advice? Do you want me to just listen? Do you need a hug? Um, and also a warm beverage. And so that is Dex's life. Sounds wonderful. And this is actually Dex's second career as a monk. They started out as a, I think, a gardening monk, and then they they felt this like this emptiness, this this lack of purpose, and so they became a tea service monk. And then guess what, Leaf? It starts to creep back up in their life again. This feeling like maybe I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe there's another purpose for me out there. And in this futuristic world, at some point in in their past, robots gained consciousness and chose to go out into the wilderness and humans chose to respect that choice. And so basically like half the planet is like wilderness that is inhabited by animals and plants and robots. <laughs> and then the rest of it is kind of like these different colonies where the humans live. Well, Dex decides to go out into the wilderness and they meet a robot. And it's the first time that a human and a robot have made contact in uh, a great number of years and it's a really it's a philosophical book about great. about finding one's purpose and about being friends with people who are different from you and it's a very I felt like it's a very same team y'all book and I feel like it 
kind of accomplished Dex's mission in like comforting me and making me feel like I've just been given a hug and a cup of tea. And it's a really good book. And I think Excellent. you should read it. <clears throat> uh, what's the title and author again, oh, please? Psalm for the Wild Belts. And it's by Becky Chambers. Very nice. And then um, the other book I want to tell you about is a series of books called The Murderbot Diaries. <laughs> this is another sci-fi series. And it is about, um, it's about Murderbot. That's what it calls itself. I think I've read, no, I mean, I haven't read one of these, but I was reading about it recently. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's... a security unit um, and it's working in outer space and it, it, it happens to be at this point in time where the, where the first book in the series, All Systems Read, um, uh, picks up uh, Murderbot is working for a group of um, uh, scientists and they are kind of looking at this planet and trying to determine whether or not they can colonize it. And, um, and it's trying to keep them safe and secure uh, because the planet isn't what it seems to be. There are weird things going on in the planet that they didn't expect. And, um, and they also, this, this particular group of scientists would like to be friends with Murderbot and Murderbot does not want to talk about its feelings. And it, but, you know, its defenses kind of break down through the book and it kind of learns to be affectionate uh, towards the humans and care about them. And it's a really cool series. It took me a little while to get into it, but once I realized that Murderbot, all it wants to do is like not talk about its feelings and watch TV, um, I realized I could really relate to <laughs> Really, the really whole time you were yeah. Murderbot. Yeah, I've I yeah, Murderbot is like basically my son. So yeah. I um I really like this the series and I've been listening to them on audio. Um and they're really good on audio. So the audiobook series, the Murderbot Diaries, um, by Martha Reeves, I believe is the author. How many are there on uh in the series so far? Or is Martha it ongoing? Wells. Pardon me, Martha Wells is the author, and there are currently six books in the series. Ongoing? Um, I don't know if it's ongoing. I think it might be. I think there might mm. be more to come, and I will say that most of the books are very short, and mm. Psalm for the Wild Bill is also very short. Like I'm saying, all these books are around 150 pages, so Ooh. if you you're had, looking for you like- You had me at short. <laughs> if you're looking for like a fun- sci-fi but also kind of sweet and comforting it's got a whole like cozy creepy element yeah i would check out either of those books i just told you about and for if we have any new listeners uh tess always because she's the one who actually posts the episode and uh writes the description always puts in the show notes a what the things are that we love and yes. and links if applicable um the first oh wait you got to say the thing did you say the thing so those books, Psalm for the Wild Belt and All Systems Read, the first book in the Murderbot Diary series are, are stuff that I've been loving. <laughs> Phenomenal. Very good. It's like we're, we're back. It's, we're back. Um, the first thing that I'm loving is a TV show that I've just discovered with um, Freya. And it is one of those special shows where it uh, works to capture, so for new listeners, my daughter's just five years old. I guess I should have mentioned it when I did her quote. Like, it'd be different if she was like 30. <laughs> they were like, well, <laughs> that's weird, but okay. Um, yeah, she's just five years old. But um, uh, uh, this show is one that captures her attention and very much captures mine to the point where she came home on a day I worked an evening. And I told Amanda, my wife, don't let her watch don't let her watch a show without me because this is one I want to watch too. It is on Netflix. Just came out recently called Battle Kitty. Are you familiar with Battle Kitty? Oh, oh my goodness. So Battle Kitty. <laughs> so there's a place called Orc Island. It's So it's an animated children's show. There's a place called Orc Island filled with all these big orcs, like big goblins. And they have this pet kitty named Kitty. And Kitty befriends an orc called Orc who loves to be, wants to be a fashion designer. 
and has a little sewing machine and likes to make little bows for Kitty. And Kitty wants to get off the island with his buddy Orc so that they can go to Warrior Island, Battle Island, Battle Island, and become the greatest warrior of all time. And even though Kitty's just a little kitty, Kitty's never quit. And that's what it's about. It is incredible. And it's very much the, it's um, based on uh, kind of a lot of tropes and video games to the point that it is actually one of the Netflix uh, interactive shows, you know, but so a lot of the interactive shows are like, choose your own adventures, but this one does it differently where you don't actually make choices, but each episode is broken up into like five or six, maybe more smaller episodes. And so when you finish one, it then takes you to a world map of like in a video game where you then select which level you're going to do. So essentially it's the same episode, but you can kind of choose the order. And what's fun is that if you want to just go as fast as you can, you could just do the key levels to get, you're trying to earn these keys to unlock these doors. But if you do a little bit of exploring, you can find episodes that then unlock paths, to new episodes, which is really clever. You know, oh, it's, so it's, it's incredibly clever. Um, also, it has this very catchy song. Um, I'm going to play this right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here it is. Can you hear that? Here, wait. It's starting. Listen to this. Just two kitties, two kitties and me. Just two kitties, just two kitties for free. Just two kitties, two kitties and me. Just two kitties. That's two, <laughs> two kitties, two kitties and me. Um, it is incredibly cute. But then since it's so like, it works on all these these different video game tropes that are very funny to me that I think Frey misses out on, which is fine. But then also the story itself takes some very interesting turns, not in like a mature way, but in a way of like, spoiler alert, there's a twist that comes and it is a very sophisticated I didn't see coming twist in a in a children's show and um also it ends another minor spoiler the season ends on a heck of a cliffhanger oh my goodness. and I think it was Freya's first show where she was like what is happening I need to know what's coming next and I was like there are no more like we've reached the end we have to wait till there's more she goes but what does it mean and I was like I don't even know what it means, my darling. I don't know. There's like a twist that happens in the second ep- or the the last episode where she's like, "No, they gotta be." J-. She goes, she goes, I because th- I paused it to play it up, like because she's like, "What do you think's gonna happen next?" She goes, "I want to watch it. You gotta tell me what you think's gonna happen next." And she'd be like, "I think they're joking. That's not real." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, you you keep believing that, my darling." And we get to the end, and it happened, sister. Um, anyway. Battle Kidding. Battle Kitty on Netflix is a stuff I'm loving. It's it's a good show, man. You know? Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, my TV shows, I had two TV shows. They are both on HBO Max. Okay. And the first one is called Our Flag Means Death. That's the title of the show. It is have you watched the show? Per, per your suggestion, I've watched the first couple i didn't finish the season um it was just past the the amanda's uh, wackiness tolerance mm. she, it was it got to a point she was like no this is just a you show and then it becomes harder to watch but um and i it's I, very good though it is a show about it is it is actually based on two historical figures steed bonnet the gentleman pirate and edward teach blackbeard um, which if you only watched the first couple episodes, I don't think you got to meet Blackbeard yet. Um, the episode I got to ended with Blackbeard showing up and it's, uh, yeah. so it starts off, I will say as like quite the screwball comedy, but it evolves into a very sweet, um, romance between <laughs> these pirates <laughs> that sounds delightful actually 
It's really, really good. And it stars Taika Watiti and Reese Darby, who are both um, comedians from New Zealand. And it's, um, it's just amazing. And also there's an actor on the show who is non-binary and is one of the first, like, times I've seen a non-binary actor playing a non-binary character on TV, on a mainstream TV show. And it's really cool. And um, it's it's a very, like, there's a lot of inclusive representation on the show, Mm -hmm. but it's also like very funny and also very sweet. And it's, it's, there's a lot about pirates sharing their feelings and (laughs) i remember they decided they needed to have a flag so then (laughs) bonnet decides they should all make their own flag and then they'll vote on which one's best and it's like it's very sweet the little bit that i saw uh, do you know how many episodes there are there are 10 episodes in the first season and very strangely it has not been renewed yet for a second season it does end on a cliffhanger i will warn you is it Um, as drastic as the cliffhanger of battle kitty i I can't imagine i I haven't watched battle kitty but um it's uh it is it does end on a cliffhanger i do hope they get a second season i really think they will because the show is built up a very devoted fan base in the short time that it has been available to stream on hbo max Um, But I definitely recommend giving it a try. Do you know what other show has a non-binary character? Is it Battle Kitty? It is is not. Well, Battle Kitty does have some great representation where Orc (laughs) falls in love with another warrior called Yago. And it's it's very sweet. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, no, it's not Battle Kitty. But it is another animated children's show. It's a She-Ra. It's She-Ra. Yeah. Yeah. I love She-Ra. There's a character called Double Trouble that they've never say like, this is clearly our non-binary character, but they are, you know, and they're like the one character where if you're paying attention, you notice the, the lack of different pronouns, you know, it's like really cool. Um, Anyway, what's your second? My other show show that I, I have been loving is called the great pottery throwdown. And it's (laughs) a, It is a competition show very much in the style of Great British Baking Show or Great British Bake Off, Um, but it's pottery. It's uh, uh, the contestants are doing ceramics and they make uh, mugs and busts and garden sculptures and urinals and basically anything that you make out of out of clay and fire and and glaze. And um, I learned a lot about pottery uh, and I really want to do pottery. Like I want to, I want to throw something. I would love to do that since watching the show. Oh, is that what it's called? Throwing? Yeah. It's throwing when you're, it's on a wheel and you're kind of sculpting it into something. From ghost, of course. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I want to be Demi Moore in ghosts and you could be Patrick Swayze and (laughs) No, can I be Whoopi Goldberg, please? Yes, absolutely. I would prefer to be Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Patrick Swayze. I just, I'm a bigger Whoopi Goldberg fan. Sounds good. I'll be to me. You'll be Whoopi. It'll be great. Um, there is a, the host, one of the judges on the show, excuse me, not host, judges, is this man named Keith Brimer Jones. And he is very, very passionate about pottery to the point that he is often moved to tears by pots and mugs and sculptures that the contestants create. And it is a really sweet, affirmative show. Um, I think, I think I've figured it out because like they're very sweet and supportive. It's very much like great British baking show where there's not like this, like cutthroat, like, get out of my kitchen kind of a thing going like they're all very like nice to each other they're all rooting for each other they're all happy when one of them wins um uh uh, i recently was watching the tv show ink masters which is a competition show for tattoo artists but the prize is a hundred thousand dollars and so the contestants on that show are very cutthroat and mean to each other. Um, that show's so- <laughs> interesting because uh, it's one of the shows Amanda watches and I'll be in the room sometimes. And 
I don't think I've ever heard one of the judges say one nice thing about a tattoo. <laughs> like I, I'm waiting for it. I know they have to say one nice thing eventually. It they hasn't happened. They do occasionally say a nice thing, but you're right. They are very, they very are critical. Rough, man. So juxtapose that with great pottery throwdown, where they're all really sweet and nice and 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 crying tears of joy over a pot. Um, it's just a very sweet show and I would highly recommend it. In fact, if you want, just start with the latest season. Um, I think it's season five was the most recent one. And actually, now that we're talking about, there's a non-binary contestant named AJ and they're super talented and I really love their, their pottery. Um, but it's a great show. And I think that it's like, I feel like everything that I've mentioned today should appeal to same team y'all listeners. They all have kind of a same team y'all. I like them. that. Um, Battle Kitty does as well, uh, as far as like representation. And there is a moment where there is, just to talk a little bit more about Battle Kitty, um, back in the day, there's this warrior, a great warrior called Angel Royale. And um, she, thank you. And she is the most, she won the most battles out of any warrior. Well, anyway, one of Battle Kitty's, um, I think it's, his name's just Kitty. Uh, one of Kitty's um, rivals is Zaza Royale, Angel Royale's daughter. And they have a real serious, um, um, a real serious rivalry, um, but they end up, spoiler, becoming friends and they end up learning something. Um, while we're talking about Zaza Royale, we should listen to her theme real quick. <laughs> the music, not, well, uh, it's by a, a, a musical a composer named Maxo. Maxo, I, I love his music. Here, You're let's a big listen. fan. I am. Let's listen to this. so good man it's so good anyway so our flag means death great pottery throwdown are some stuff that i was loving during the okay. hike okay my last thing that i'm loving i'm gonna tell you after we listen to this other song <laughs> this it's is also called from battle kitty <laughs> it's also from battle kitty it's from it's from battle kitty listen to this this is called the champion by Maxo. He's the composer. Oh, listen to this. Oh. Take my hand. We'll daydream of a distant land. Pull apart the clouds to reveal a fantasy. So good, man. Anyway, that's Battle Kitty. Oh, it's so good. Um, the second stuff I'm loving is very different from Battle Kitty. It is a book. It is a book. Um, it is actually the first book of a six-book series, and I haven't read the other ones yet. I've just read the first. It's called My Struggle by Carl Ova Kars... Kanarsgaard. Kanarsgaard. Carl... Uva, Carl Uva Kanarsgard. He is Norwegian. I actually wrote out his spelling phonetically so that I can so I can say his name accurately. Um this is a tough one for me to describe. Or let me think about this. It is uh, about his life. Um and then often people ask, well, who's this guy? Why are we reading his autobiography? I was like, I don't know. He's not a famous guy. He's just a a, a person um, that talks about his life, um, but he has this incredible writing style um, that I would describe as uh, like hyper realistic, where he describes incredible details to the point of it being borderline maddening and and boring, frankly. And he'll describe like incredible details of things that you wouldn't think are exciting, but he'll describe them in such a way that it makes me feel as what those boring things must seem like to a child, like just down to their, their most basic parts and, and breaking them down. Um, 
I'm, I, I've been I've been thumbing earlier. I, I was paying attention, but I was thumbing this because I was trying to find a book that would like or a passage that would uh, illuminate this. But this this passage is just like a part of his hyper realistic detail. <clears throat> And also the way he writes too, it feels as if he's writing it at the time of like, if he's describing something that happened when he was a child, there's such, and there's no way he could have remembered like how much tea he put in a cup in the nineties, but he's writing in such a way that it's absurd. Okay. As I sit here writing this, I recognize that more than 30 years have passed in the window before me. I can vaguely make out the reflection of my face apart from one eye, which is glistening in the area immediately beneath, which dimly reflects a little light, the whole of the left side is in shadow. Two deep furrows divide my forehead. One deep furrow intersects each cheek, all of them as if filled with darkness. And with the eyes staring and serious and the corners of the mouth drooping, it is impossible not to consider this face gloomy. Oh my goodness. Look at this guy. It's it's so good. And he is, uh, uh, he's not... <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I no. I don't. No one. Just let's think about this. How did you? How did you discover? <laughs> he, the, he wrote. So he hasn't written a ton. He wrote this six book series of. It's called. So the book is called My Struggle. It's six books in his in this series about his life. Um, and he, I think he wrote a book like a uh, analysis of another author, and it had a cool cover. And I looked at it, and then the back was like Carl Ova. Kanarsgard, Kanoasgard, whose books took over Europe, and I was like, "Who is this guy whose books like took over Europe?" He has another series that I'm—I I did finish this one. Um, it's called Seasons, and I read Autumn, and he's got three other ones, presumably really the names of the other seasons. And this one is—he's having a new child. His wife is having their fourth baby, and he's writing letters. He writes a letter to her at the beginning of each month. And then there are pages that describe life for his daughter. And it's like, so it's, it's incredible. It, it's like, it's hard for me to describe. There's one about toilets. That's just like ridiculous. You know, where is this? Toilet bowls, chapter 205. I don't know. I just, and it's hard because normally I'd be like, it's hard to explain. Cause normally I'd be like, this is too boring. There is something elegant and graceful about the shape of the toilet bowl, even though it is heavy and massive and stands rock steady on the bathroom floor. The gracefulness comes from the fact that the toilet bowl is narrow at its base and gradually widens towards the top so that it appears as if to actually to defy gravity, then at least to run counter to it. But as is the case with many of our most beautiful objects, the toilet bowl is not made to please the eye. Its form corresponds in every respect to its function, which has nothing to do with aesthetics. We P and, and S in the toilet bowl. <laughs> and sometimes we even vomit. Everything about the toilet bowl is consistent with its function. That it is wide at the top and narrow at the base is because its purpose, first and foremost, is to conduct our waste matter away from the body and out of the house as effectively as possible. And as everyone who has poured liquids into bottles or cans or tanks knows, the funnel shape is unmatched when it comes to preventing slopping and spillage. And just as the funnel is never, and just as the funnel is never the liquid's final destination, neither is the toilet bowl. It is simply a conduit, a place of transition, a sort of transit hall for excrements. That is made of solid porcelain, which is characterized by its smooth and hard surface, and that the interior of the surface is irrigated with water so that nothing should stick to it. In the toilet bowl, nothing must remain. Nothing must spread. Everything must always be moving on. Above the bowl, the cistern rises imposingly, a water reservoir, also of porcelain, often rectangular and faintly rounded edges. On top, there's a button which operates operates a release mechanism. If it is pushed in, a little sluice gate is open and the water in the cistern gushes down the inside of the bowl. Inside, instead of a button, older models sometimes have a lever on the side, not unlike a gear level, lever in shape with a bake-like ball at the end. And even earlier models, the cistern may be separate and mounted below the ceiling and the water in it is released by means of a handle connected to a little chain that one pulls on. At the bottom of the funnel, inside the base of the bowl, there is standing water, faintly green against the white of the porcelain. And after the P and the S have been received into it, followed by 
The toilet paper, which rapidly absorbs moisture and sinks below the surface of the water, slowly capsizing, one pushes the button and the water that gushes down the inside of the bowl flushes out everything that is lying at the bottom and forces it through the pipes that lead out of the house to the sewer lines beneath the street outside. That is how the toilet bowl functions, this swan of the bath chamber. Swan of the <laughs> it's it's hard to put into words, but it's like mesmerized. Like he hypnotizes me with his words. Wow. He's describing a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's incredible. Like I feel like he's the kind of guy who just write about a rock, and I'd be like, "Tell me more about this rock, man." You know. <laughs> anyway, I, I was going to say just my struggle, but uh, the books of the books of Carl Uva Kinesarsgard. Kinesarsgard is a stuff that I'm loving. Thank you for existing, beautiful man. He's he is a good looking man. Look I at this man. Send some love and kindness to him wherever he is. I'm sending it. I'm sending it because he probably needs it. Oh god, his and his writing style is so like I feel like he's writing it like live, like stream of thought. Like the entire book feels like stream of thought. You know, it's incredible. So <laughs> many run-on sentences, you know. Someone should give him his own Twitch channel. He could just be describing things. Yeah. I wonder if him and David Lynch have ever met. Like they both seem like very deep people, you know? (laughs) Anyway, that's the stuff. Here's another picture of him. Look at that. Look at that good looking man. He's all in shadow. He's a nice looking man. Anyway, (laughs) next up. Oh, we don't have a song for this. Oh, is this for the cake challenge? Yeah. Um, do 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 it's a cake challenge uh, uh, it's a cake challenge uh, uh, uh. <laughs> thank you uh so cake challenge is the part of the 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 podcast where either tests or myself today it's my turn challenges the other one to watch something and um or read or something or listen to consume some sort of media yeah yeah usually um uh, the name cake challenge came from originally uh the challenge was um if you didn't do it you had to get cake for the other person and we just always got cake for each other and then eventually the cake stopped coming which is kind of sad now i think about it we should bring back the cake we should bring back <laughs> the, the cake, cake. yeah yeah next, that's next episode bring cake <laughs> bring cake um this one's tough for me because i've been spending so much time thinking about what it should be and i don't know if i still have decided the answer could be the answer could just be battle kitty i mean <laughs> you want your stuff you love and the cake challenge to be the same thing? i know it's never yeah. happened before it's never happened um Give me, give me a second. Um, Cause I am prepared. I just have so many. I, I swear I'm prepared. I, know. Um, I just, if it is helpful to you, I haven't seen like any of the latest Disney movies. Like I didn't I know. see Canto. I didn't see Turning Red. I almost felt like he's probably going to challenge me to watch. <laughs> so I kind of been saving them. I didn't watch Luca. Oh yeah, these are all these would all be really good answers. Um okay, how about this? I want you to I want you to there's a video game. I'll send you the link and a, and Tess will post it in the in the um in the show notes for this episode. It's called Frog Fractions. It's a video game, it's an educational video game to uh to help kids learn how to do their fractions, to do their math. You I will want send you me to play frog fractions. I know, look at you. You no, no, I will send you a link of someone playing frog fractions. Oh, okay. And then I need <laughs> That's what you you want me to watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I'm gonna find the best one because I don't want any um commentary. Um it's a great it, it's it's a great video game about fractions and a frog. And it's, it's just a really good way of learning about fractions um, and nothing else. The, if anyone would like to play along, I will put the link in the, or Tess will put the link in the show notes once I send her a good link. And, uh, but you can also just Google uh, frog, frog fractions, um, but try not to read anything about it before you watch someone play the game because it will ruin the fractions. So, all right, I am excited. I'm yeah. very excited for frog fractions. Yeah, I mean, how how are you with fractions? 
Oh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a, the biggest fan of math in mm. general. Um, I was a poor student in math. I think at some point someone told me I was bad at it mm. and I internalized that. And then I like, I would like consistently always have bad grades in math to the point I had to see a tutor when I was in middle school and I called which, him the math which, demon. What'd you call him? I called him the math demon. Math demon? Yeah. He, uh, this guy must have hated his life, honestly. I, because, but he did figure out the best way to motivate me was that I liked writing stories. And so he would say, if I did all my math, at the end, I could write a story. He would Whoa. give me like five minutes to write a story. And I would always write a story about how yeah, like he, Sorry. he was a demon and he was torturing me ah. math. And like, there was a, uh, we were going to the top of a volcano and all this stuff. Like Did you put so, him in the volcano? Yeah, well, you know, I don't necessarily remember all the details, but to answer your question, uh, I don't know how great I am with fractions. So, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so Tess, I have to be honest with you. Your um, your math teacher had contacted me and told me that they're very, he's you very, math. he's very concerned about your math skills. And he asked me to make the math challenge frog fractions. And I was All like, right. okay, well, I'll do it. I'll do it. What was his name? I don't, I don't remember. The math demon. I just remember that he was the math demon. He was, he was a very nice man. He had red hair. Uh, he, he tutored at Sylvan Learning Center in Albuquerque, New Mexico in the mid nineties. Um, loving kindness to you, sir, wherever you are. You helped me get a C in math. You brought up my grade from a D to this, to a C. <laughs> That's a, that's a, I mean, that's a big deal. That yeah. Was very kind my mom of was very pleased with the money she spent on that. Give me one second. Would you permit me to show you a short clip from Battle Kitty? <laughs> oh my goodness. You're uh, really uh, in the I, I'm really into it. I'm really, Battle Kitty is very good. Let's do, we don't do the screen share too often. So I'm going to try to figure that out. Just Give me so a second. you know, um, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, we may have to cut this out. Um, oh yeah. Occasionally YouTube will tag us for copyright infringement and we'll have to edit the videos um so <laughs> just you see in the case. screen yeah i see it do they do they tag us do you have to edit it sometimes it, uh, not often but every once in a while let's see let's click this button all right <laughs> I can't hear anything though. Oh, you just see it. Oh, it's like the Matrix commercial all over again. <laughs> so that means our audio listeners are just hearing me watching it. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Um, Tess, here's a button. Wait, did you hear that? No. Oh, good thing I asked. Okay, I know how to fix this. Here, you have to sing it live now. Oh, uh, did you learn a life lesson this week? Did you learn a life lesson this week? I did! That's great! Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever, ever play your, your ukulele leaf? No. No. I, I, I wish I did. Um, I don't. I play... Um, my is it a kalimba oh yeah yeah i play that more than i yeah, play little, the ukulele your thumb, your thumb piano the yeah kalimba. i play the thumb piano yeah so um i don't really know how to like form this into a life lesson i just want to make you and the listeners aware of uh, of an experiment that i've been trying um uh uh recently somewhat recently i've decided that this year is the hashtag year of smugness 
Ooh. And I have I, a I have a year as well too. Oh yeah. It's not smugness. I, I don't want to step on yours. I'll tell you at the end. Oh, this will be really fun. I'll tell you about my year, and you can tell me your year. And, and then the listeners can choose if they would like to partake in one of our years or both of our years. Ours are, might be fairly similar, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. So um, I struggle a lot with um, anxiety and also with uh, a lack of self-confidence. And I'm almost always either second-guessing myself and or... Uh, imagining the worst possible scenario is going to occur, Mm. like given any situation. And this is, um, this isn't, this isn't good. It's not good good for my productivity. It's not good for my stress levels. It's not good probably for most of the people in my life to have to deal with me when I'm like this. Um, And it's been a problem for quite a while. And I've been trying to like think of ways in which I can overcome these obstacles that I place in front of myself. Um, uh, And I was watching uh, a comedian on a podcast and the comedian's name is Anthony Jeselnik. You may be familiar with his work, um, but his kind of his shtick, his like routine is basically that he's better than everyone. And he just comes in and he's just like, yeah, you're going to laugh at these jokes. I'm hilarious. You know, and he's very smug. And that's just this persona that he puts forward. And I thought, and I really admire that. And I realized I admire it that when I see it in people, when I see people who are very uh, confident, almost to the point of arrogance, I, I think that's cool. And I, and I think, I think it's cool because I am so the opposite of that. I'm constantly second guessing myself. I'm constantly putting myself down. And so I'm challenging myself this year to be smug and for this to be the hashtag year of smugness. And so I've been trying, like, I'll be at work and someone will say, uh, you know, oh, uh, Tess, you really handled that problem well and I'd be like yeah I know I'm amazing that's why that's why I'm here Ooh, or how that feel? or they'll say how that feel saying that that looked or great they'll say something like oh Tess I don't I don't think that you handled that correctly and I'll say well that's what I did and I'm sticking by it because that was the decision that I made and it was the best one at the time oh, and oh so God. I <laughs> I'm oh challenging I love this challenging myself to be smug because I'm hoping that like fake it till you make it might kick in how long have you been doing this uh for a few months oh okay okay the reason I ask is sometimes I think our wavelengths are like really close to each other I've been doing my thing just for two days now oh okay tell me about your thing no, no, you, you can finish up your thing. I don't want to step oh, on your well, life lesson. I don't know. This is just, um, like I said, it's hard for me to like form it into a life lesson because it's kind of something that's an, it's an ongoing experiment that I'm working on and maybe I'll learn something at the end of it. Um, so you kind of like, Ooh, you're getting like a life lesson. You're getting on the ground floor of this life lesson. Like I'm pretty oh. sure, I'm pretty sure that this is, this might help me because I think sometimes like I, I'm, I'm, so I hold myself back so much that an overcorrection might be what I need to put myself in that happy medium place where you are like considering uh, uh, possible scenarios, but not um, completely frozen by indecision when it comes to scenarios. Like I'm, I'm I find myself often uh, thinking that things are a green marker. Remember when we talked about green markers, Leaf, how like sometimes like, oh, I need a green marker right now. It's not really a big deal. deal. Feels like a big deal. Feels like a big deal. And I've been doing it a lot where like something, it feels like a big problem to me. And then I'll go home and I'll think about it later. And I'll be like, why did I get all worked up about that thing? If I, if, but I find if I'm just like, yeah, you know what? It is what it is. I like it. Yeah. Also, I really like too, is like, well, oh, I don't think what you did was right. I did it. I mean, what are we going to do? It happened, you know? Yeah. 
Good luck yeah. rewriting but, history. Because I feel like in the past, I've been like paralyzed by this fear of doing the wrong thing. Mm. And when I say the past, I mean currently the present, but <laughs> trying to put it in my past by partaking in a year of smugness. So Very we'll nice. see how it goes. I like it. How many months are you into your year? Are you going to stop after? No, like 300? I feel, I feel like I don't know. It might have been like around the, you know, how like, a lot of people feel obligated to do a new year's resolution. It might've been around that time that I decided that this was the era of smugness. Mm-hmm. So it's been going on for a few months. Cool. Cool. <laughs> what's your, what's your year? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm two days into the year of the hero. So I've been watching an anime with my beloved wife called one punch man. Are you familiar with this? You are, I see you nodding. Yeah. I am only familiar now. I will say I am not an anime girl, um, but I uh, I've heard you talk about this show. Have I? Has it been yeah. the stuff I'm loving, or have I just talked to you about it? I believe you talked to me about it. I think we were having a conversation about bald heroes. Oh yes, because um, I think we were trying to figure out like someone you could cosplay yeah. as. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so yeah. Just for listeners, One Punch Man. His name's Saitama. He uh, worked out and trained so hard, he made his hair fall out, and he defeats all enemies with one punch. That's his deal. Um, And anyway, I'm watching the show, and they're talking about, there's a part where One Punch Man enters a karate fighting tournament um, because he's so bored, because he defeats everyone in one punch, and like even when someone punches him, he doesn't even feel it. Like he, He feels a numbness, so he goes to this karate tournament, um, to learn karate or to have some excitement. And he's still bored. He's knocking people out. And there's this one guy who's incredibly powerful who is not a hero. So in this world, you can join what's called the Hero Academy or something. And you become a hero. Like I'm a superhero now. And he's a hero. His whole stick is he's a hero for fun. Like that's his thing. He wants to have fun. He's a hero. But anyway, there's this guy who's very powerful. He's like one of the strongest karate experts in the world. But he thinks being a hero is stupid. He's like, why would you be a hero? Life's about having fun, man. And the strongest have the most fun. So I became strong. Well, a bunch of monsters show up as they do. And this guy gets beat up to the point that he d- runs away from the monsters, which you you wouldn't think he would do. And then when he gets subdued, he starts crying out for help, like cries down. Please, I don't want to die. I want to die. One punch man shows up. Surprise, surprise. One punches the monsters away. And then this guy is like, Oh my God, that's what it means to be a hero. Okay, so you're like, where's he going with this? So then I had a moment. I was like, what if I, I'm the hero? I can be the hero. And so now like today, and I'm only two days in, but like, for example, I got out of my, normally I get out of the house and I got my tea in my bag and I'm in my head, right? And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm so sad about this. Or I wish I did this, or I should have done this, or I can't do that. But then this is what I did. I got off the stoop. Uh, the front porch and I stepped on the sidewalk and then I I stood up straight like a hero and I looked down the sidewalk and I looked down that way nope no one needs my help when I got in the car you know and so now I'm looking around and so it's little areas where like I was filling up the water because we've got a Brita filter like in the work staff room and I filled it up and I was like oh there's plenty of water in there I was like you know what let me top it off so someone doesn't have to, right? Little things like, I know, little guys and little things like that. Like there are a few things, like I came home and Amanda was done cooking and sometimes like I'll do the dishes or maybe we won't. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do them. Boom. You know, I'm going to do that. And I was like, just little things like that. And then what that does is one, I think I'm helping people out maybe. And two is it gets me out of my own head because now I'm looking for opportunities, you know? So anyway. So you're the hero or year of smugness. Yeah. Uh, listeners, feel free to join us in one or both or neither. Or both. Or yeah. neither. You know, do your, do your, do you. And you could just be like, like, hey, can you do this? I'm like, yes, I can. <laughs> I'm a hero. <laughs> I'm a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the end of the podcast. We always end with um, what we call the positivity pause where we say something that we are thankful for and something that we love about ourselves. And since this is the year of smugness, Tess is going to blow it out of the park with the (laughs) stuff that she's loving. Historically, the hardest segment, I think, for you. Um, But now I'm sure it's going to be incredible. I won't be able to shut you up. Um, 
Uh, I'll go first. Um, the thing okay. I'm very much thankful for is all the people, processes, and things that had to happen, that had to go right for Battle Kitty to exist. <laughs> what, is, what are you thankful for, Tess? <laughs> oh, I am grateful that you have decided to continue this podcast mm. with me. Mm-hmm. I, I was a little... Uh, apprehensive. I was afraid that you'd be like, after we finished same peaks, y'all, you'd be like, you know what? I'm retiring from podcasting. I'm done. So I, I'm very happy. I'm and grateful for my good friend Leaf, who has decided to continue the same team y'all journey with me. Thank you very much, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a hero. <laughs> I, I am. I am a hero. Um, and, and listeners at this point, if you want, you can say something that you're thankful for too. You could just say it out loud or say it in your in your mind's eye if your mind's eye has a mouth. <laughs> the thing I love about myself is that here, okay, if anyone from work is listening, they're going to be like, what is this guy? So real quick, real quick story. Um, if for new listeners, I don't think I said this. Tess and I are both librarians at two different libraries. Um, and the library field, for whatever reason, is um, mostly female dominated. There's mostly women in the, in the female industry, the field. Um, at my library, specifically, there are three men that work in our library, me and two others. And I'm saying all this... Um, because I had a moment, I was in the bathroom and I was washing my hands. I was looking in the mirror and I said, oh my God, I'm the best looking man at my job. <laughs> and you're, you're a smugness. Here, here comes the hero. And I had a moment where I was like, I was like, I'm the best looking man. And nothing against those other two guys. They're fine looking guys. But I looked in the mirror, I was like, nah. And I'm not used to that. Normally there's others. I would say when I was at, at my old library, I think, well, I would count, um, was it Richard? No, Richard, head of, head of IT? Robert. Robert, thank you. I would count him as the best looking guy. Robert is the best looking guy. And he's probably the, the best guy too. He's a good guy too. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. anyway, <laughs> the thing I love of myself is that I'm currently, until someone else is hired, the best looking guy that works at my <laughs> library. <laughs> So I, I've never really thought about it. You're right. Libraries are very female dominated at the library that I currently work mm-hmm. at. We, I believe we have four. Oh, okay. That, yeah. And two of them are IT. And then we've got a librarian and an LA. They're all, I honestly, they're all great looking guys in my opinion. So what but, you're saying is I could never work at your library. Cause no, I would I be taking it. Fit, what I'm saying is you'd fit oh, right in. Oh, you'd you're very right sweet. With these guys. <laughs> It's a bunch of good looking dudes. Uh, What do you love about yourself, Tess? Um, Something I have been loving about myself for the past two weeks is I have been getting a really massive tattoo on my arm, um, which if you are. That is so cool. Listen, you can uh, you can tune in and you can see my work in progress. Um, It's. it's been uh, a really like cool experience. I consulted with this artist and I told her my ideas and she created this illustration and she's been tattooing me. Um, and uh, where it's, it's a very large tattoo. It's what you, they call in the biz a sleeve. It covers my whole uh, left arm. And um, I've been going back in, various sessions I actually just had a session earlier today where she did shading and and blacks on my on my piece and it is uh if you if you can't see it it is a uh it is a a backyard scene my I I have a backyard where I feed birds and squirrels and I am obsessed with it and I'm having it tattooed on my body so I can always I can always go to my backyard whenever I want to I just look down at my arm and I'll be there it looks really good too that's a good design yeah the thing that I've been liking that I've been loving about myself is apparently I sit like a champ according to 
my tattoo artist, because if you um, have never gotten a tattoo, uh, they're very painful. Someone is drilling a needle into you and you volunteered for this. In fact, you're paying them to do this. Um, And you have to sit there while they just drill into you. And I think some people apparently in, in the tattoo world sit better than other people. And I'm really good at sitting. You're the best. I'm really, I am, I'm a champion of sitting. So I'm, I love, I'm loving that about myself. I'm the best at sitting. Oh no, actually the best at <laughs> something that Ryan just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love your sleeve. I have a friend at, uh, that works at a different library in my system that has, uh, she has two sleeves and they're both library themed. And one arm is like oh. all, all books and like literature and then the other arm is like all like technology and, and stuff like that. It's very wow, cool. That's yeah. Neat. Yeah. I, it's, um, it's... I met someone at a library conference one time who had two sleeves and one of them was all literary dragons. Oh. The like Smaug from The Hobbit was on there. The paper bag princess dragon was on there. The dragons who love tacos were on oh, there. That's great. Um, she had all these dragons. And then on the other sleeve or the other arm was all things that reminded her of places that she had lived. And one of them, to bring it back to Twin Peaks, was a fish in a percolator because she lived in the Snoqualmie Falls area of Washington where they filmed oh, Twin Peaks. I thought that was incredible. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, friends, thank you so much for listening. Oh, wait, if we have any new they listeners. Have listen, they have oh. to say something they love about Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm That's so okay. sorry. Let's give them the opportunity. Feel free to say something that you love about yourself. You could say it out loud. Um, that would be cool. But you could also just say it to yourself. I'm so glad you remembered, Tess. I would have felt I would have woken up tonight in the middle of the night. <gasps> <laughs> oh, forgot. <laughs> and they're they're still they're listening and they're like, when do I say it? <laughs> no. When do I say it? Um, thank you. This has been episode number. Oh no. I don't there's, remember. There's no way I know. Was it six? <laughs> is it 60 something? It'll be a Are you surprise. looking at Yeah, we'll find out. It's episode. listeners you know what episode number this is better than we do um my name's leaf and my name is tess and if you like to follow us on twitter um you can follow us at same team y'all tess always handles that um dr hate thanks for joining the crew uh we appreciate it um we always just uh you know post some positive things so the social medias can sometimes be a, a a stressful place if you want you can just we could be your one friend you know, that's good. Um, we're also on YouTube. Uh, same team, y'all. Y apostrophe A-L-L. Feel free to check that out. And our email is sametemyall at gmail.com. If you'd like to send us any comments, questions, concerns, dilemmas, um, profound thoughts, uh, kindness, we will be happy to accept it. Um, how do we always end this? Do you? Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. You ready? I'm ready. We, we love you but not in a creepy way.